TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Out towards left center field, pretty well hit. That one is gone. Santana has won it. He does it again. Carlos Santana and the Indians walk it off in the bottom of the ninth. And for the second straight day, he's the hero. Indians win 6-5. Dad, get it! That highlight, courtesy of Indians Radio. This is the Score North. ESPN. Wild. Oh, was it? Yeah. John Shelby. Why? Why'd you do that? Well, who was who was looking for that? I wasn't looking for that, that. home run. Oh, yeah, I was. I wasn't looking. Oh, for that in at all. the interest of fairness to those fans who woke up this morning and say, "I wonder what happened in Cleveland last night." Now they know. They knew. They knew. If you're a Twins fan, you knew. You woke up this morning. I feel it's our. I feel happened. it's our job in this town to paint the entire picture. It's the Score North Wild Card Twins Show live from Bomba Soda, the I, land of ten thousand. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Where the magic number is forty three. Wait, what's that name of the show again? It's the Score North Wild Card Twins Show. God damn it! Live from Bomba Soda, the land of ten thousand ranks, where the magic number is forty three, to take the wild card. I'm Rami Makloff, along with Judd Zolgad and Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. Okay, I got a question for you. Yes. Are you beginning to My get... headphones are shorting out. Go ahead and talk. I'm just going to go, go headphone list this segment. It's cool. Go ahead. Okay, here's my question. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you are in what month here? Uh, and... Entering month number seven. Okay. My first day was January 15th. And you had previously... Well, you're a Cubs fan from Chicago, but you had Cubs pre- fan, yes. previously been in Milwaukee before mm-hmm. that. Are you starting to get it? Get what? That baseball is what a long, baseball's a long season, and there are ups and downs. And well, right, right now, we're in one of the downs. I got, I knew that before I got here, Judd. I don't know what you're asking exactly. I don't um, know what you're asking me to get. Okay, let me rephrase uh-huh. it. Are you beginning to get the fact that an eleven and a half game lead, which might have caused some people, I won't point fingers or name names, to cut the brakes? Yes, on I a cut the, the brakes I'll on, name a, names. on a theoretical. I did it. it was on me. A, a theoretical vehicle that was. Going downhill at a great pace, but at which success appeared to be appeared to be sustainable for an entire summer. Are you uh, are you starting to see what we see? Are you starting to feel how we feel that this is yet another collapse in a you know long, in not, a long story wait, wait. history of Minnesota sports collapses? That or or I shouldn't say collapse. I was going to say I'm not disappointment. Using term, yes, disappointment. disappointment. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Okay. So, so I'm not going there yet. So here's my because I'm starting to see collapse a lot, right? What a collapse! This has been a collapse. Even I, because I consider myself, I, I know that I'm seen as being a negative chap, but I don't. I see myself as sort of just taking a step back a lot of times and trying to absorb things. And I've followed sports here intently in this town since I was eight in 1978, and so I've seen a lot of bad things. Seen a couple good things, but with, and, and to to be clear, for Lynx fans, I I'm saying the four. You sound like the cop introducing the rookie to the beat. Like I seen a lot of bad things. Yeah, exactly. You want a donut? 
Here's a donut and coffee. <laughs> I um, don't know if you know what you're getting yourself into. Before, before These are we, some rough streets we're running here. Before we get calls, though, to be clear, I'm 651, talking... 651-646-8255. I'm talking about the four major men's teams, okay? The, the big four. The Lynx, right, right. But I don't want to say in this town, and then Lynx fans are like, what about the Lynx? And you're right. They've won championships. Mm-hmm. They're great. They've had a great run. So, uh, to clarify... I followed sports intently in this town, and I'm talking about the Big Four and and probably go for football or stuff like that. But this is not a collapse yet, folks. It's not done yet. But disappointment, Rami, is a perfect word. This is when you have an an eleven and a half game lead but in early June. But you can't even June, call it a disappointment it's, yet. But it's, but it's but I completely understand. I understand disappointing. If, if you feel like you're being set up for disappointment yes. again, okay. But don't wave the white flag but, yet. Don't say ah, it's another one of those. But we're on we're on very um, interesting ground here because this is the heart right now of being a sports fan in this town. Like, it's not just as simple as saying, oh, they goofed it up and that's it. It's a more nuanced conversation. This is a collapse if the Minnesota Twins miss the playoffs entirely. Then then you collapsed. Then it's an inexcusable collapse. But as you said to start the show today, Rami, this is a wild card team right now. Six score North wild card twins. Show. Okay, so mm-hmm. so this is this is as I said, nuanced. This is an in depth conversation, but as of right now, I don't think it's fair to use the term collapse. If you're disappointed though by what's transpired, completely get that. The Vikings in 2016 that was a collapse. Yeah, when they started out five and zero, and then ended up eight and eight, missing the playoffs. You've got to miss the playoffs though to yeah. collapse. Like you can't if you make the playoffs, you did not collapse. You disappointed, un- underachieved, perhaps for long periods of time, but a collapse means you fell off the skyscraper. And the only way that you fall off the skyscraper is if you don't make your postseason. The Vikings in 2016, the Vikings in, what, 03? You see what you guys are doing here? This is exactly what Jake Odorizzi... You're you're finding out, though. This is exactly what Jake Odorizzi was talking about. And maybe Jake Odorizzi and I are both just too new to this to know know what's coming. Exactly, Jake. Thank you. Everything is going to be fine. Everything is going to be fine. The air masks are falling. The plane is descending. And Jake's trying to get on the speaker and tell me it's it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. All Jake Odorizzi was saying is that this thing thing ain't over yet. And these ain't your your daddy's twins. This is not that. This this has nothing to do with anything that's ever happened in Minnesota sports before. It all this twins fits team together like has a puzzle. nothing to yeah. do with it. I feel like you are trying to deny. We're trying to help you. No, I'm this, trying to help you. No, 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 no. no, no You're no, no. at the support no. group, and I'm we know. To help you, we sir. know you don't know. You're coming in here. You and Jake are coming in here and trying to tell us what's what, Jake and we're looking at you and saying, "You guys, you don't understand us. This is how it goes yeah. here." This is how we're this is what we're used to. But here's but here's the good news for Rami and for Odo. We're trained in this. <laughs> yeah. We've got licenses to it practice. Seems so this. sad. We've got licenses. We can handle to, this. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We're so trying sad. to sort through this. This is why I told you. I consider myself and I long have to be the Minnesota sports parent. I'm not looking to pile on today. I am a shoulder on which you can cry. You're so condescending. You can handle this. You are so condescending. This is not condescending. Don't, don't even try to play that I told you so. Judd, we are Rocky Balboa in Rocky Four against Drago. We can take punch after punch after punch after punch. We can take it. Yeah. We can we can take it for 15 rounds. 
We've been taking it no, you, for 15 the, the way you guys are describing for 50 it. 50 years The way you guys are describing it. it. This isn't even Rocky 4. This is Rocky 1 because Rocky loses at the end. And it seems like that's what you guys are resigned to. That you will lose at the end. You'll take all the punches. You'll throw a few yourself. And then you're going to go home with the loss and an eye that you can't okay. see out of at he the said, end of the season. Rocky still got the girl, though. He did get the girl. At the end. After and love is more now. important than any professional My, success. So, so here's the problem. You Maybe. You just took three or four steps down a road. With my Minnesota sports PhD, uh-huh. we can't be looking. This is this is day by day. This is step by step. Mm-hmm. Let's not talk about October here. We're dealing with the disappointment you need of to help. We we are dealing. Hold on a second here. Hold on. I have to look at my calendar. We are dealing with the disappointment of August thirteenth, mm-hmm. two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. It's a Tuesday. It's a glorious day, by the way. We are dealing with that today. We're dealing with the events of the weekend at Target Field and with the events that we saw at Progressive Field last night. I don't even want to go down the path here of what's going to happen on by October 1st. I want to deal with today because if we don't heal today, then we certainly can't (laughs) handle the events of October 1st. As Manny said, we're used to this. Yes. And I've learned a long time ago. This I've, I've learned a long time ago. This feels like our nation has been attacked the way that you're talking. This is right why, now. for the Minnesota sports fan, they do feel attacked. We again. will overcome. They do feel attacked again. <laughs> We're stronger than those who are attacking us. You had an 11 and a half game lead, and it's gone. And to not deal with it is to cause long term consequences and ramifications that mm-hmm. I don't want to see for you people out there. Can you pull up the Bill Pullman speech from Independence Day? I think that's basically what Judd is doing right now. I never saw it. <laughs> I didn't see it. I don't really like action films that much. What? Like that. Independence Day? You never no. saw Independence Day? No, I didn't see it. We, it, was, it, was okay. the, it was the biggest blockbuster of 1996. I, I like action films. I just don't like all action films. Don't see films. the sequel, though. The sequel was awful. I did hear that, yeah. Oh, God, it was so I, bad. I, I heard it's it one of the worst so sequels of all time. Bad. I didn't even remember it. I don't even know if I saw it. My friends all saw it, and they hated it. Jeff Goldblum uh, the second reprised one. his role in the sequel. I love Jeff and, Goldblum. Oh, he's great, but oh, it was but just not a good choice. Will Smith was not in it, right? He was not in it. His character uh, uh, apparently like died. Okay, <laughs> between between the first because his contract demands were too high. <laughs> yeah. I can tell. I can tell you didn't want to spoil it there for people. If you didn't see it by now, you weren't gonna. You d- so you didn't spoil it. I will thing gladly yeah. spoil that movie for everybody. Because no, but I there are there are like not see it. great movies that people just haven't gotten around to seeing like yet. What? If you haven't seen Independence Day two. You're never going to see Independence Day 2. That's not one of those that's on your I list think, of, I got to see that. I think it's 10 years. If if a film is dates 10 years or far, farther back, spoil it. I think it also has to do with the quality of the movie. Like, there are great movies well, that right. are on my list that I just haven't seen But if you don't know how with the wind ends by now, I ain't going <laughs> to be concerned about spoiling it for you. Like, it's a great, Gone with the Wind's a great film, but if you haven't seen it, then I I'll haven't. be more than happy to I talk about it. I only know, I don't, and I don't see you see it. I only yet. know the one line, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Which is how Scarlet. I feel about frankly, all this Scarlet, Minnesota sports history and disappointment. Frankly, I, uh, my dear, I don't give a damn. I do have the uh, Bill Pullman speech. For play that. I want, to see how close, wanna, I want to see how close that is. To, I'll, just, I'll just play sort of the stretch run of it, yeah. the, the final uh, yeah. 30 seconds of it or so. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night, we will not vanish without a fight, we're going to live on, we're going to survive, 
Today, we celebrate our, our Independence Day. That's right. <laughs> Tear rolls down my cheek. Yeah. That's right. Being a Minnesota sports fan. <laughs> I was so, but we don't celebrate. I was so inspired by that speech as a 12-year-old kid in the movie theater watching that movie. <laughs> but we don't celebrate, you guys. We deal. We deal with it. This is our lot in life to live here. We endure it. And it's a nice state. But you're so you're you're saying yeah. you're not trying to pile on. But the, yeah, no. the implication in the way that you're talking, both the tone and the words that you're using, yep. implies that there is imminent doom on the horizon for this twins team. I'm preparing you for that if it happens. Yeah. It's it's not gonna happen. It's not going to happen. You cut the brakes, Robbie. Yeah, I cut the brakes. Brakes are... are still cut, damn it. I said the only way that I get the brakes fixed the... is if Byron Buxton and Nelson Cruz are out for an extended period of time. Sounds like, from the news we got yesterday, Nelson Cruz will not be out for an extended period of time. They're the... getting him back soon. The, the Bombas will be flying again. The king of Bombasota returns triumphantly on his horse, and the Twins go on to win at least... At least, hey Manny. At least, he's setting himself up. Jeff. Thirty of the last forty-four games left. At least, and finish with one hundred and one wins. Do you? It's hopeless, Manny. Brakes are cut. Should we? Should we like educate Rami on? Should we educate Rami on nineteen ninety-eight? That Minnesota doesn't matter. Vikings? You could if you no, wanted it totally to. Matters. I don't mind knowing things. Teach me. I like history, but it has no bearing on what happens tomorrow with the Twins. None. The nineteen ninety-eight Minnesota Vikings. After what, probably like week six, Judd, mm-hmm. we're going to go to Miami and go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That was it. The whole it was. It didn't matter. No matter what, Randy Moss as a rookie coming in, Randall Cunningham, Chris Carter, all those guys, unstoppable, unstoppable. Going to go to the Super Bowl, no doubt about it. Like the any idea of them not going to the Super Bowl is just completely ludicrous. And then was it January seventeenth? 1999. I was there. Me, Evander Holyfield, we were all there. Of course, he was a Falcons (laughs) fan. He was very happy. Um, But here's your... Okay, so here's the problem, though. Somebody just tweeted me. Yep. This is uh, Braden. Yep. On behalf of Minnesota sports fans, we officially welcome Rami as tweeting to the Minnesota Minnesota sports fan life. Just accept it, and life here will be so much better. Lower that bar. It's just easier. And I responded to him saying, I will not go quietly into the night. This is our Independence Day, damn it. Okay, and you're new in the therapy group. And I understand how you feel. You got this and backwards, man. And you're angry right now. I'm not angry. Come around, Judge. I'm not angry. angry right now. I am not angry. And Rami, you know what? Disappointed. You know what? It's not your fault. <laughs> Robin Williams, Goodwill Hunting. You, see, you got Rami, this backwards. It's not your fault. You got this backwards. You're like the. You're, it's not your fault. You're like the crazy person. <laughs> Don't do this to me, man. You're like you're not like your you're like the you're like the patient in the mental hospital who swears they're a doctor. I'm the one trying to help you, dude. I'm trying to help you let go of all that past trauma and pain and tell you that this is not another one of those. You're the one who's getting the therapy well, session. Actually, you and Manny. Actually, and everybody out there, like Brayden, who thinks I should lower my expectations actually, and make worse. life easier. It's actually worse because the 98 Vikings were that good and monumentally screwed up. When you watch Cleveland now and that pitching staff, yeah. it's not 
even it, it's going to be I, I feel I feel like t- today's an, an important day to, to turn a corner to acceptance because by October 1st and the twins very well might make the playoffs but it's going to be over Cleveland is that pitching when you look we told them go out and get pitching you got to go get more pitching if you want to do this they decided not to mm-hmm. but this is all I am my program today comes to you with a message of acceptance. <laughs> I'm coming to you with acceptance. But it's okay if you're upset. And if you're a younger Twins upset. fan or new Twins fan, or, I'm passionate. Mommy, and you know what? I love that. I passionate love that about you. I love that about you. And you couldn't have known when you took the job here and you drove across that border. You couldn't have known that you were crossing the heartbreak border. Mm-hmm. That wasn't your, that's not your fault. But unfortunately, in all of these steps, which also included the Timberwolves and you being convinced that they were going to move up in the lottery, wonder what you were smoking that day. Okay, but that's different. That's like a luck thing. I said when I made that prediction that that was just from the gut. That was just a gut feeling that I had, and gut feelings can very easily be wrong. This opinion that I've been giving you since spring training, that the Twins would win the division, is based on analysis, is based on a life of watching baseball, of looking at these two baseball teams and telling you the Twins are the better team and will be the AL Central champions come October 1st or whenever the season ends. Hold on a second. It's I'm happening. Gonna, I'm going to put up a Twitter poll right now. It's, you already did. No. I was going to read the yep. results of your Twitter poll after a break. I'm putting up a second one. And now. after we take Thomas yep. in Minnetonka. Thomas, you're on the Score North Wild Card Twins show. What's up, buddy? Is Rami. How's it going? Good. You know, hey, Rami, I'm a, Rami, I'm a transplant, too, so I can relate to where you're at. All I can say is welcome to what I call the Minnesota mentality. <laughs> um, have so you, gotta, hold on. Have you resigned yourself to it yet, though? I've stopped fighting it. I'll put it that way. Okay. All right. <laughs> so well, Maybe I'll get to that point. Somebody, somebody used the C word earlier on, so I thought I'd call in. C as in collapse. Um, you realize Tampa Bay is just a couple games away from jumping Minnesota, and if Oakland gets hot, the unthinkable could happen. We can end up not in the playoffs at all. Your thoughts? You well, okay. First of all, you definitely jumped the shark there and come to my side of things if you're talking about that. Why well, he can't he can't say that I've just I've just like sort of quieted doubt about it and then just painted the picture of this team and yes that is if these if the Twins do not make the playoffs as a wild card then it's a collapse. Mm-hmm. My point is we can't sit here and judge that today. You can't say it's a collapse yet. I think it's disappointing that they lost an enormous lead, but. If you make the playoffs, I don't. I don't think has there ever been a team in sports that that has made the playoffs and, and their year is considered a collapse. Now the '98 Vikings collapsed the Cubs, in the playoffs the Cubs last mm-hmm. year. A lot of a lot of Cubs fans considered that a disappointment or a collapse. I think disappointment team. collapse are different though. Well, don't you? it also took the Brewers winning eight straight games to close out the season and and then winning a one game playoff to win the division. So they won nine straight games. To, to knock the Cubs yeah, off the top and win the division. Great, yeah. And the Cubs did not perform up to their level for the last two weeks of the season as well. They came back to the Brewers. So it was a little bit of a collapse. Okay. And a lot of people going into that season thought it's the Cubs division to lose. Okay. And by a wide margin. And That's the true. Brewers, That's and the very Brewers true. proved that wrong. That's not the case with the Twins. There weren't many people agreeing with me in picking the Twins no. to win the division. Absolutely true. So I, I have... Real trouble right now trying to use the word collapse. I, I don't think collapse right now is fair Mm-mm. or accurate. Ryan tweets, 
at Rami is tweeting, as a lifelong Twins fan, I got your back. And then Gary followed that up with, your enthusiastic naivete is refreshing and adorable. (laughs) (laughs) See, he thinks you're adorable. (laughs) He makes it sound sound like I'm a puppy standing in the middle of the highway. He's going to take you you home and give give you a bowl of water. Here, Rami. Cute Rami. Nice Rami. Nice Rami. Look at that optimism. It's so cute. Here comes that train. Exactly. <laughs> no, the problem, here comes the bus. The brakes are cut. Hit you. The ultimate in Minnesota sports irony. Rami gets run over by the bus on which he cut the brakes. Rami, neither, neither me or Judd are saying that this thing is over. We're just trying to prepare you for the possibility that the Twins may not win this division. You know what? Twins fans aren't aren't where you guys are. At least the majority of them aren't. And I will prove that right after a short break on the Score North Wild Card Twins show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 43. Rami, Judd, Manny, back after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. How to become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins Twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. We're in a pretty good frame of mind. I mean, you're going to go through um, runs where you're playing uh, good teams. You're going to go through runs where you're you know, playing well, winning some games, but losing some games that you think you should win. We play so many games here, and our guys give a tremendous effort every single night when we're out there. That there's really nothing more you can ask for. We, we have a very uh, stable clubhouse, which um, we're very fortunate for. We have a lot of guys that show up every day the same way, regardless of whether we win or lose. Twins manager Rocco Baldelli there. Score North Wild Card Twins show. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks, where the magic number is 43 here in the TCL broadcast studios. Rami Makloff, Judd Zalgad, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. Twins vent line open at 651-646-8255 if you want to talk about your Twins after they fall into second place for the first time since April 20th with a Carlos Santana walk-off home run for the Indians yesterday against the Red Sox. Again, 651-646-8255 or tweet us at S-K-O-R North. Billy C. tweeted into uh, that Twitter handle as well as at Rami's tweeting and at Judd Zulga and said, you are on a freaking roll, man. I love it. The only thing that saves me from a Minnesota sports concrete swan dive. I was 27 for the Twins' first World Series and proclaimed my life was complete. Then they won in 91. Yeah, I mean, if you were old enough to remember and really enjoy and I was in the stadium that, for both of those. This hurts a little bit less. Oh, absolutely. Right. I saw both of those. Like fantastic. As a Cubs fan, 2016 will forever be a salve well, for whatever burns or wounds I get yeah. from here forth from my Chicago Cubs. And keep keep in mind um Vikings expansion team in 1961, zero Super Bowls. North Stars were here from 67 to 93, wild 2000 now. Zero Stanley Cups. Wolves, not even close to the L.O.B. So, yes, 
The Twins, it's a definite dynamic changer, at least for for me, at the age of uh, nearing 50 at this point, that I've seen this team win two championships. Definitely. Yeah. That, even that makes what's but going on right now a lot so easier tough. as well. Right? No, I, I feel like the majority of people listening to us probably so, don't really remember that. So here, here's my opinion about that. I feel like the actual heartbreak. And now, I did not follow the Vikings when they played and lost four Super Bowls in the '70s. So I might be wrong here, mm-hmm. but I feel like the actual heartbreak of the Minnesota sports fans started with the '98 NFC title game. Like I think that turned a different corner, because until sure. that, until then, like the Vikings had disappointments for sure. Mm-hmm. But so I, I started to follow sports in '78, and then so so you know, pretty quickly I guess uh, chronologically, I got two Twins World Series championships. If you consider '87 and '91, not to be that far from 1978, but I feel like the sort of woe is me, what the hell is going on here? 98 yeah. Falcons game. Yeah. And it might be I might be incorrect but it's how I feel about it. I I I would I would agree with that just because of what I mentioned last segment about that team being such a surefire like I remember Judd that just as a 14-year-old freshman in high school that year. I remember th- like the thought of the Vikings by the time they got to like week 6 or week 7 and they were undefeated and blowing everybody out, the thought of them even losing a game period like had not even crossed my mind. And my thought was just as a teenager was just like, Oh, this team's going to go to the Super Bowl. This is great. This is fantastic. And even they get to the playoffs, they blow out the Cardinals in the second round because Jake Plummer kept licking his lips every time he was going to throw the ball. And the Vikings knew exactly what he was going to be doing. Yeah. They weren't that good. Yes. Um, I remember hearing that story and thinking, dude, your tell is that obvious. (laughs) That obvious. His lips were chapped. Okay. Yeah. His lips were hurting. Um, and and so, and even as good as the Atlanta Falcons were that year, 98, the Fal- people forget the Falcons were 14-2. and two. Yeah. The Vikings were 15-1. The Falcons were 14-2. and two. That was a good Falcons team. But even then, like the thought of the Falcons actually going into the Metrodome and beating the Vikings in the MC type, like it was just non-existent. And then it happened. And then it was like, oh, my God. What was that? That hurt. And you let it halftime. And, yeah. But, but that. That Vikings team brought in, I felt, a lot of new fans. Yeah. Like, because they loved yeah. Moss, and that team was fun to watch. Right. And so then I, I feel like those fans, as sports fans in this town, by an extension, probably some of them at least started to follow the, the Twins. And the Twins, after the strike, were awful. But then in 2001, started to turn a little bit. And in 2002, started uh, to make regular playoff appearances. Now, the heartache of the Twins fan base at that point, I can't tell because the Yankees were just always there, and and there was a there was a resigned to the feeling that we're going to play the Yankees and lose, and that Twins team actually didn't get close to a World Series, and I don't know that there was ever really truly an expectation there, but I just felt the late nineteen uh, nineties started to turn things to where we we are now, and uh, obviously as we talk today, where we are now is. The Twins half game out of behind Cleveland in the American League Central and playing the Brewers tonight and having Martin Perez, which means we're going to have to get on the air tomorrow and probably counsel people some more. Well, <laughs> I was on the Bill Michaels show on the fan down in Milwaukee today, and they have their own starting pitching problems, probably even more so than the Brewers, or excuse me, more so than the Twins. So I think this is going to be a slugfest. And their bullpen, outside of Josh Hader, is not that great. 
down in Milwaukee. This is going to be two nights 14-12s? of, I think, a lot of runs being scored between these two teams at Miller Park. That'd be good for the Twins. Yeah. If you can do that. And I think the Twins are probably more... They're two very good lineups and both rely heavily on the long ball. But I think the Twins are have a little bit more offense, a little more punch than the Brewers. I like their chances over the next two nights. You have two struggling pitching staffs going up against each other. It's just who has the better offense. All right. Well, and right now I say the Twins. If Martin Perez can give up five runs or something? He can probably give up five and they still have a pretty good chance of shape. winning. Yeah. I, I just I saw the stat in the Star Tribune today. He has given up over his past uh, four starts. Martin Perez has given up 20 runs and 11 home runs in his past five starts. Mm. And the amazing thing, though, is to backtrack to how good he was at one point early in the season, he gave up seven home runs in his first 18 appearances. Wow. So, I mean, that, that was yeah. a guy who, and, and we've talked about this. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to sound absolutely crazy, but it's actually important. Sam Dyson can come back tonight. And Sam Dyson is supposed to come back here soon. He is eligible to return from the IL uh, from his biceps tendonitis that uh, that got him put quickly on the IL after two particularly atrocious, stinky outings with the Twins. But it's incredibly important because of this. Did you guys see the Star uh, Tribune story today on Taylor Rogers and the effectiveness and ineffectiveness when this guy is called on to pitch on consecutive days. I think Manny gave us those numbers yeah, yesterday. Lavelle, Lavelle had the numbers. Lavelle tweeted out the numbers after the game on Sunday. Okay. He has a let's see. He has a 7.82 ERA in the 15 times that he has pitched on no days rest. Mm-hmm. A and this is the astounding one. And yep. this is the one off Sunday. And I I debated Phil. Because Phil's point was when they brought Rogers back on Sunday, like what were, were they supposed to do? But he had thrown two innings on Saturday, right? Thirty-one pitches. Thirty, yeah, exactly. So not so so for him, a lot of pitches. Mm-hmm. A thirteen point five ERA when pitching after two innings out, two inning outings the day before. Thirteen point five zero. Like you just can't do this. It's not even a debate, right? I, I don't care what you have to do. And if you can go, if you've got Dyson available, Romo, Rogers, but, and I even get, you know what? I get Saturday. You needed that game. And so you went, Odo, who pitched well, Romo for four outs, Rogers for six outs. I even completely get that. No problems there. Mm-hmm. And you won that game. It worked, right? Yep. But we are talking about a team that if you want to be a playoff team here, I you cannot. Ask this guy if you're going to have him get six outs at any point in time to go out the next day and pitch. You just can't do no, it. No, it's not an option. Right. Like on Sunday, that was not an option. And I know I know they said, well, my God, where are we supposed to turn? But 13.5 ERA? Rami, you're right. you just you got to say he's unavailable. Right. Sorry. And like, it might be debated. Like you said, Saturday was a situation where you almost had to do it. But you really have to think hard and long before you use him for two innings for the remainder of this stretch. You do, or you have to say he can do it, but he's shut down. Right. You, but that's you've got two choices. That's though. what I'm saying is you don't want to not have Taylor Rodgers available to you in any, in any given game. So before you run him out there for two innings, think long and hard about it and about what other options, possibilities you have for that night and sure. what position it puts you in for the following night. Absolutely. 
that has to be a major consideration moving forward. But you he has heard, a 13 ERA right. after mm-hmm. working two innings with no rest. And that's not his fault. No. Like, that's a managerial Derek Falvey, Thad Levine, Wes Johnson decision. But, gentlemen, you now have two choices. If he's going to get six outs the next day, you can't pitch. Stick him in the clubhouse. Like, he does, he's not an option. Yeah. Like, say, Taylor, what's your favorite movie? We'll Go watch it. Out. We'll pop that out for you in the clubhouse. You exactly. stay back here. <laughs> right. Exactly. Go take a nap. Something. Let's get in uh, Fred in St. Paul. Fred, you're on the Score North Wildcard Twins show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I, kind of like you guys, I'm, I'm a little bit of an older fan now. I'm, I'm going to be 50 in a couple of years. Um, oh, you're old. And, <laughs> well, you know, you you're, getting up, you're getting up there. <laughs> Yeah, um, but you know, I I I, rem- I became a twin fan when they won in '87, and 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 you know, '91 was just even sweeter. Um, and so I can be a little more philosophical about this. Like I can remember, um, you know, back when they had the 10-11 game lead, and thinking, okay, if they just play 500 ball the rest of the season, they're still going to have 95 wins, um, and you know, that should be good enough to get in the playoffs. And and that's kind of what's happening right now. Um, and so if they end up with 95 wins and they don't make the playoffs, um, you know, that's not what I'm hoping for, but, but I, I can kind of like take a step back and say, all right, well, you know, props to Cleveland. Um, I think Royce had a column the other day that said, you know, the twins aren't playing so badly as much as Cleveland's playing out of their minds right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm willing to accept that. Like I, you know, I, like my heart broke Sunday when, when, uh, Santana hit that grand slam, but. But, you know, it's a long season. I'm willing to let it play out, and, and, uh, and, I, and I haven't given up on this team yet. Like, like, there's still a lot more to go. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate a level-headed... That's a very good way to look at it. That's fine. Sound. I'm not giving up on them either. I mean, it sounds like you are. Again, you're not coming out and saying it, but the, no, the no, tone no, of what no, you're over. saying... I'm prepared. See, that's the <laughs> difference. It? I'm in the crash position to be prepared. I've seen, I'm hoping not to get hurt. You see, Judd... I've seen, heard, read a million interviews with actors and comedians and radio personalities and musicians, like people who are living their dreams, right? Mm-hmm. And almost to a man or woman, all of them say, I never, I never prepared myself for disappointment. I never had a backup plan. There was never a plan B. There was never a second option. It was this or it was you nothing. That mindset you're using is a loser mindset. Oh, to no, set no, no, yourself no, up no. to be ready for disappointment okay, is a loser that. mindset. That's how you lose. The That's my, how people lose. My mindset when it comes to myself mm-hmm. is never to expect the worst career-wise, but no two things. Two things, and I'm going to help you here. In life, know what you're good <laughs> at. Sports dad again. Know what you're good at. <laughs> And the things that you're not don't have don't have expectations of success, but more importantly, always expect the worst of others. <laughs> I can't look at the Minnesota Twins. That's not me. I got no control of them. I try to tell them what to do. No, always if you always if you expect the worst if you, of others. If you expect wow. to be disappointed by others, wow. they can never really disappoint you that much. You can't be let down. You're, if you're you talking, set the bar really you're low, talking, you can never cynical. be disappointed. You're talking about people and how they, they felt about themselves, and they should. But I can, and you know what? What Jake said, Odor Izzy. I get what he's saying, but I could pull him aside and be like, Jake, I got bad news for you. It might not work out so well. Everything's going to be fine. Yes, it is, Jake. Yes, it is. But anyway, I am with your actors and comedians. They're right. Always expect the best of yourself in what you're good at. 
but never expect the best from yourself at things that you know you're not good at. And more importantly, always expect to be disappointed by other people. <laughs> it's the key to life. <laughs> Absolutely the key to life. Yeah. Well, it goes back to... Yeah, it goes back to... You could go through life like that. Yeah, it goes really back don't. to 2009, right? <laughs> when, what was it? When you and Chip were sitting yeah. in the Superdome and yes. Chip said, oh my God, this team's going to go to the Super they're Bowl. They're going to Super Bowl. And you wow. said, wait. Yeah, wow. Chip you said weren't, you weren't You weren't saying Favre's going to throw a pick here. You just said, wait. Yeah. Just yeah. wait. Because I'm old enough to have seen things. And I know what people Man. do. And, and you covered and Favre you know and what? Green Bay. And you know what? I'm I'm dead serious. If you had gone out and paid the price for an ace right now, mm-hmm. my attitude's completely different. Because then I'm like, okay, you, you, you've you got a lockdown guy who, if you do start to lose, is going to end it right there. They don't have a guy who can say, this ends on me. They don't. They just don't. And they didn't give themselves that guy. And they're going to say, it costs too much. And I say, that's fine. But again, it's all about choices. You made the choice not to get that guy. I teased this going into the last break. This time I will pay off on the tease. Most Twins fans agree with me. The majority of Twins fans agree with me and are not preparing themselves for disappointment, are not expecting the worst from others, as Judd Zolgad would advise you to do. And you know what? God bless you. I, I don't the, know how you, you get through life. I score north first. I'm sorry. I almost said score north first place. <laughs> Twins it's the score north wild card Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks magic number 43. We're on 1500 scorenorth.com and the score north mobile app and back after this. Everything's going to be fine. Let's bat around some banter. Twins. Twins. The score north twin show on score north and scorenorth.com. All right, it's Score North download time, and it's 1242. It's Manny Hill here with you, and this download brought to you by MyPillow. And right now, if you uh, go to the Twitter machine and uh, you check out Judd Zolgad's Twitter feed, he's got a poll that he put out about uh, about two hours ago, and it says, The Twins have fallen a half game behind Cleveland and aren't in first place for the first time since late April. So, Minnesota sports fans, how do you feel? And uh, you can vote on that poll. Your options are... Twins will still win the division. You're cautiously optimistic. You're done with them. And uh, it's Viking season. So go on and uh, check out Judd's uh, Twitter feed and vote on that poll. You can give us a call here as we uh, have one final segment of the Score North uh, Wildcard Twins show here. 651-646-8255. And, uh, yeah, give us (laughs) a call. The ring's just not the same. I hope for their sake they go back into first place. It sounded better. It's still live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks, where the magic number is 43 to win the wild card. (laughs) I'm Rami Makhlouf, along with Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill, on the other side of the glass. Score North Live coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. If you're listening to us live, uh, Danny going to join me and Manny for that one. It'll be an hour of fun and frivolity. What are you guys going to do without me? I mean, you can hang around if you want. Oh, I got stuff to do. I actually do hockey podcast okay. with Declan. Ooh, we're doing okay. a uh, we're uh, talking about uh, um, the Wild, the GM search, and Bruce Boudreaux's potential line combinations. If you're a hockey geek, you'll and like that'll it. be up what later today at scorenorth.com. It'll be up this afternoon. And the Score yeah. North mobile app. Yep. Are so we're gonna hire Pierre Maguire. No, it's not gonna be Pierre Maguire. <laughs> Let's hope not. No, 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 <laughs> no. Just move on from that. <laughs> I don't know I, who Pierre Maguire I know. Is. You know what? You don't need to. You don't need to. You it's, don't need to. Yeah, exactly. That's why, yeah. 
<laughs> That's one of those jokes I don't get, but I still get. You know what yeah, I mean? Exa- well, right. you know what the, exactly. the gist of it is. It's uh, not hard to figure Manny out. Manny referenced the poll you put up, Judd Zolgad, on Twitter, at Jay Zolgad. Mm-hmm. An impressive number of followers. Almost 34,000 followers, sir. Well, thank you. How do you not have a blue check mark? I've been meaning to ask you this. Oh, How is they, this a thing? Um, okay, so I tried to get one at one point, but, but then it's got to go through some channels to do it. You've got to go through Twitter or something to do it. So I was Don't like, we have people, like, I got the blue check mark at my last stop. I didn't do anything. The, the, okay. Our social media department. I thought they were going to, but then it didn't, it didn't occur, and I didn't exactly follow up. They've strongly. been really, they've been really, and then Twitter decided to bring down on like how many yeah, tw- they give out to people. So well, I'm glad I got in before. <laughs> subsequently, Twitter before came back. Standards. Twitter came back and basically <laughs> said, we're not, we're blue check marking everyone and their brother and that's going to stop. And so now I'm like, that's fine. Not everyone and their brother. Well, they, I mean, they stopped a lot of people. Have they taken away any? Like, like without so. without cause, like somebody just says something racist or does something stupid, like right. have, have they taken away any? Like they, you're just not worthy of this. I don't know why we gave it to you in the first place. You. Yeah. Hey, Rami. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? It's the Twitter people. I'm legitimately oh, great to hear from I'm you. Legitimately worried about that. Your blue like, check mark. When are they going to realize their mistake? <laughs> Take away my blue check mark. I've I've legitimately had that concern. I, I could be wrong on this, but I think Robert Smith, the former Vikings. Running back, yeah, they took his away for a little bit, but they they eventually gave it back. They restored they the blue check mark. I think they took Why? it away from. I I don't know. I think is when because he was at ESPN for a little while yeah. as a college football analyst. And now he's at now he's at Fox, I believe. Correct. I think when he left ESPN, they like took it away from him for a little bit, and then he eventually. I mean, he has it back now. I think they it's gave a, it back to him. Travesty, a sham, and a mockery that my guy you know Jens Zolgad does not have a blue check. Rami, mark. I think you deserve yours. A so travesty, sham, mockery away. is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but tw- Judd's Twitter poll read The Twins have fallen a half game behind Cleveland And aren't in first place for the first time since late April So Minnesota sports fans, how do you feel? And you gave them four options, Judd You said Twins will win the division Yep. You said I'm cautiously optimistic I'm done with them And the fourth option, it's Viking season mm-hmm. Because I sit here with you for Two, three, sometimes four hours a day, Judd, on a five-day-a-week basis, I have this impression of what Minnesota sports fans are. A lot of that has played itself out right here in this fine-hour radio that you and I have just done. The results of this poll do not back up that perception because 27% still saying Twins will win the division, and even 36% are cautiously optimistic. I'm done with them, 12%. It's Viking season, 25%. My math says 63% of Twins fans right now are at the very least still cautiously optimistic about this baseball team and not the gloom and doom that you, sir, have painted over the last 48 minutes. And I think that's fantastic. But what would you say to those people? Um, hmm, let me see here. You said it in the last segment. Let me see here. I would say never expect things from other people <laughs> because they'll disappoint you. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Cautiously optimistic is basically saying, okay, I'm optimistic, but I'm also preparing myself for the moment that I realize that this it. is not going to happen. Don't twist no, it. No, that's exactly no, what Twins being fans are feeling good. Is. Twins fans are still feeling good. Is the gist of it? Right? That's no, exactly I, what it is. Point Manny here. Yeah, I got to go with Manny point on this Manny. one. They're not. 
That's exactly what being Minnesota, consciously Minnesota optimistic sports, is. Minnesota sports fans are, are are ordinarily by nature by this point really prepared for this. Yeah. But I mean that doesn't mean and it does not mean by any means that they should bail. No. And I think a lot of them don't bail. I'm not bailing either. But they are they are prepared for, you know, it's like uh it's like dating in high school or something, right? You just got got to be prepared for the fact that you're going to break up at some point. <laughs> yeah. I mean nobody how many people do you think right now, and in June, this answer would have been very different, you guys. How many people do you think right now see this as a World Series team? Because after what we've seen in pitching-wise, I, I can't go there. Mm-hmm. I can't sit here and sell you on that. I, I do think that there's a, I honestly believe that there's a very good chance that they still make the playoffs either by winning the Central and or as a wild card. I can go there for sure. Mm-hmm. But as a World Series team... And again, though, you know what? This largely comes back to what you didn't do. Like, we all had those discussions. It, we weren't joking and saying, well, you should add a pitcher, but if you don't, it's going to be fine. A lot of our discussions, right, mm-hmm. came back to saying you need you need bullpen help, which they tried to get, and you need one more starting pitcher. And we talked about that for how long, and we get tweets saying, stop talking about that. But it was the reality. It was just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a suggestion of, well, I'm sort of a baseball fan, and here's what I think. It was a, you really need to do this. Yeah, I think it was plain. You said that. It was plain for all to see. Yes. It's, this is, it wasn't really debatable what they needed to add at Correct. the trade deadline. And it wasn't like How this, much of it was out there, what the price was. Yeah, that, that, that we don't well, really know. It comes down to choices. And you definitely made a choice because there, could have, there had to be a price at which you, you could have got that pitcher. But they definitely decided it's not now. Let's get in a couple of calls before we wrap up the Score North Wildcard Twins show. Uh, Steve Shorewood, you're on Score North. What's up, man? Hey, hey, Judd. I, don't, I, I haven't been listening too too much in the last few weeks, but has, before I get into baseball, has five win Phil? Has he come out with his nine and three gopher prediction yet? You know, I don't well, think we've done any gopher predictions yet. Have, hey, hey have Steve, we? I'm the one that said they were going to win the Big Ten West and write that down a couple of weeks ago, so I'm the guilty party. Oh, there. you did? Yeah. Oh, well, you haven't won down in Kinnick since 99. Good luck with that come November. But that yeah. being said, hey, I, it was maybe three or four weeks ago. I don't know if it was Rami, Wetmore, who it was, but two guys were tripping all over themselves calling the Twins a great team. And at the time, I thought to myself, well, they certainly have a powerful offense, but – to really have a great team, don't you actually have to have three, at least three legit starters and a bullpen that can support the rest of the staff? I thought that take was absolutely terrible, and they were homering it up like Paul Allen with the Vikings. <laughs> Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm not, that take was loose. I'm not dodging the bullet or intentionally throwing Derek Wetmore under the bus. I think it was Wetmore, though. But I was... I was not ready to go as far as great team. Derek threw that out there a few times. I think Phil might have. I was not ready to go great team. I said best team in this division. I think Derek and I debated 95 that ninety-five plus win team, best offense in baseball. But I was never. I don't throw around the great label very often for teams, for players, yeah. for anything, even outside of sports. Yeah, I think, we need to stop throwing around great so much. I think that was if if I'm right I love about you, Derek, what Steve was but, saying, I think it was um, it was you, me, and Derek that day, because I think I said, great, and he's like, yeah, I think they're great. I said, I don't think that you can consider them, because you're right. It, it's like um, great, choke, collapse. Those terms, you just say, oh, yeah, they've collapsed. Well, they really haven't collapsed these yet. Hyper, these are hyperbolic terms. 
Like great is like if that's even even teams that win the World Series aren't always a great baseball team. They're, they're, they're no, just yeah, on a right. good run, right. right place, right and, time. And they were great when they needed to right, be. Exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. The 87 Twins, God bless them, I love them, they weren't great. Yeah, they won, what, 85 games that year? They were really good in the Metrodome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it was uh, <clears throat> Derek Wetmore. I don't want <laughs> to point, not here to defend I don't want to point fingers. <laughs> I, think I, I think I we went, clearly just I think did. I, went, at, I, think I went after him that day, though, and, and he, he doubled down, and I said, I don't think they're great. Great is a big word. Again, I'm not just talking to Derek when it comes to the Twins. I'm talking to everybody when it comes to everything. We need to stop throwing around great so much. I'm with you. Two pet peeves of mine. Great. Just throwing around great like everything and everybody is great. And every time there's a controversy, just putting gates on the end of it. That doesn't work. Okay, this is... uh, That doesn't work. Thank you. (laughs) That's not how it works. And here's the deal. It was a hotel... Exactly. ...called the the water gate. Yes, this is what I've been trying to tell people for years. It's not a term. It doesn't make any sense when you do that. When you say deflate gate... Okay, but here's the problem. It sounds so damn good. (laughs) Bounty gate. Deflate gate. gate. Like, it works, though. Stop. But the problem is, if it had just been been the Hilton Garden and Suites... Would we say Garden Inn at the, no, end of, at the back end of every scandal? Good. Would we say Deflate Garden Inn? If it had been the courtyard from Marriott, <laughs> would we call it Deflate Court? I don't think so. <laughs> exactly my point. Deflate Gate. Thank you. Bounty Gate. That's exactly gate. my I'm with point. You, Rami. Stop. Stop doing it's that. All bad. It's annoying. <laughs> Super annoying. Please stop. Those two things. Great and Gate. We don't. It's just enough. <laughs> it's enough of both. It really is. This has been an interesting hour with you, Judd. Yeah, I got a lot of insight. It's just a step in the process. <laughs> into your this psyche. is a work in progress here. <laughs> this is, we're not done. No. We're not done. There's not multiple visits left. Not by any means are we done with Sports Dad Judd Zolgan. No, we're we're just, it's just part of the process. I want to see Sports Dad. I got Dad. people mad now, too, I want to see Sports Twitter. Dad come out when things are really good. Why does Sports Dad only come out when things are bad? I want Sports Dad to, and this is the problem with a lot of parents. <laughs> this may be hitting close to home with me. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep going. Positive reinforcement, man. Now. You can't just show up. And 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 beat me down, not physically, but verbally. <laughs> yep. When things are bad, you yep. got to be there when things are good too, and give me a pat on the back and say, "Atta boy, there you go." Things are aren't things great. All right, but I'm sports not saying dad I told, only but comes out when things are bad. I told you so. No, sports dad is saying, and let's also be, be ready honest for about disappointment this. and don't expect anything good from anyone ever. <laughs> I take my act a little bit from, let's say, circa 1975 to 88 or so. Like, I'm not a sports dad for the 2019s. You're not the millennial sports no, dad? No, because no. I'm the sports dad that you want to hear, that you need. You actually don't, don't want to hear it. You need it. You know, today... Kids parents, need that. I'm not saying they don't need that, but they need the flip side, too. I want you to... You need both. I want you to go onto your Google machine and Google right now... Bad News Bears and Buttermaker. Oh, I've, I've watched the movie a hundred okay. times. I think that I fall a little bit in the Walter Matthau <laughs> Buttermaker <laughs> category, which, by the way, I'm very proud of. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> but we never saw... Well, we did see Buttermaker when the team was good. He got nice when the team became yeah. good, didn't he? Yeah. All right, then. He gave him beer. He didn't just clam After up. They, wa- they lost right. the championship game to the Yankees. He gave him beer. He didn't just clam up. I'd be. You know what? I'm going to bring you six back tomorrow. All right. Cool.
Everything's fixed. I'm going to bring you a six-pack. <laughs> Even if the Indians win and the Twins lose, I'm going to bring positive reinforcement of tomorrow. Of claws. Of black cherry claws. No, I'm not buying claws. <laughs> That's your problem. No, Sports Dad's disappointed now. Now you've done it. <laughs> this has been the Score North Wildcard Twins Show. Live from Bomasota, the land of 10,000 ranks where the magic number is 43. If you missed any of it, scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. For Judd Zolgat, Manny Hill, Rami Makhlouf saying thanks for listening. Score North Live up next. Everything's going to be fine.